It's Montez Sweat with his first Chicago Bear sack. In game number three since the trade from Washington, this guy's elevated the play of the defensive line. He gets his first sack. Well, watch his shoulders. Watch how square he keeps them to the line of scrimmage. That allows him to put his foot down and take that angle toward the sideline, cut off Jared Goff, and get him to the ground. And Matt Eberflus told us this guy has raised the or elevated the play of everybody across that defensive line since they traded for him. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Montez Sweat looking like a grown man out there on the field. Getting his first sack. It's good to see, man. Corey said you could play a bad game and get one sack, and the coaches will tell you you had a good one. That's all that matters. That's all you want him to do. And I'm glad that he did it, and I hope he continues, because he is a multiplier. That is without question. I think the pressure that the Bears create, not only on his side, just as a whole in the defensive line, um, obviously led to some turnovers because that's what happens. You collapse the pocket, you make quarterbacks feel uncomfortable, and then they give your defense an opportunity to do what they're supposed to do. And there were some guys that had some more opportunities, Jalen Johnson specifically, um, two opportunities uh, to walk away with interceptions, one that could have potentially been a pick six, and unfortunately didn't come down with that. And he'll get an opportunity to talk to Parkinson Spiegel later today, 5 p.m. Uh, he will be on with the guys. Make sure you set your alarm. It's going to be must listen to radio uh, right there because even I want to know what the hell he has to say about that. Uh, but I want to know what you got to say about the game. All right? Uh, what were your takeaways? What did you think about Justin Fields? What did you think about the play calling of Luke Getze? What did you think about the Detroit Lions? you think that they're overrated or you think the Bears just played a really, really good game? Uh, 3-1-2, 6-44, 67-67, uh, let's go to John out in Las Vegas. John, always appreciate your calls, man. What's up? Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, Dave, I just want to say I 100, 100% totally disagree with what you said if you were a GM, right? Now, and this is my opinion, if I'm the GM, that coach would have been fired one hour after this game. The entire coaching staff down to the water boy, gone. And as far as I'm concerned, Justin Fields will make a great second-string quarterback. He will never make a good first-string quarterback on any team. And here's why I say this. Have you ever in your life watched Walter Payton in his entire career? Has he ever celebrated any touchdown after he scored, what would he do? He would do. He would hand the ball off right to the referee. Justin Fields shows a lack of maturity, and I'm sorry, he is no first-string quarterback. He'll never bring a team to the playoffs, and he'll never win the Super Bowl. He'll make a great second-string quarterback. No. Uh, yeah, John, so, hold on, wait one second, wait one second, because you, you've been talking for almost two minutes, but you haven't told me what you disagree with in regards to my GM take. Get a quarterback right now. I, a, I, said get get a quarterback. A, I said get a quarterback. But you said you said trade down and get uh, and get some offensive linemen. No, 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 no. I said no, coach, no, 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 no. I said no, I want to be clear what I said because I want you to be clear. I said, I don't want Caleb Williams. 
And I said, I would trade down to get Drake May. It's literally what I said. And I said, in that way, you have Justin Fields in the event that he plays well. You have him there. And if he doesn't, you have a backup plan. And then I said, with your fifth pick, you go get the offensive tackle, your left tackle. And I said, and then with the trade that you made, you have other draft capital to then shore, shore up the lines. That, that, that's what I said. So I think we agree. I think we agree, John. Yeah. The, the, the bottom line, we need a quarterback that, that we can grow with. And the, the, the most important thing, whatever it takes, get Jim Harbaugh here. Whatever he wants, get him Would here. Would you rather have Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick? I'd rather have Jim Harbaugh. Why? Hands down. Because, number one, he is a quarterback coach right like that and he he will know how to how to develop a quarterback that's that's my opinion i love it man thanks for the call i appreciate it john uh that's what we're doing though taking your calls 312-644-6767 but if you're gonna say you disagree with me i was ready that's why i took his call first i was like ah finally a little debate and i was so anxious to hear what he had to say that was in disagreement with what i said because really what I'm looking for, I thought he was going to say, Justin Fields is the man. Don't take a quarterback at all and take just, you know, show up the lines. And I was ready to have that debate because I'm here for listening to why people feel that way. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I am opposed to it, but I wanna, I'm want i not opposed to listening and hearing. Maybe you could change my mind. I don't know. But the phone lines are open. And we do get to continue to talk some more. Whether you agree or disagree with what I'm saying, uh, uh, this is what we're doing. Live and local uh, for you right now. 312-644-6767. Let's go out to Roger out in Niles. Roger, talk to me about the, these bears, man. How you feeling about them? It's depressing. It's, 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 uh, here, here's the kicker. Uh, my son married a, a, a young lady that um, grew up in Wisconsin and uh, obviously the Green Bay fans, and uh, these, these they're young people, and they don't know what Green Bay looked like in the <laughs> earlier mid '80s, right, 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 or the late '90s, or the early early '90s, and well, they're they're getting a taste of it now because Jordan Love is not really the goods, I don't think. But to get back to our problem, you need to win the division first, and yesterday. They could have sent a message to the division that they were coming for them, and what they did—they they pushed out. I mean, what the, the play calling was ridiculous. <sighs> yeah, you, you need a first down. You need to get the ball beyond the first down marker, not just in front of the first down marker, where you know the 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 other team has a chance to tackle you and not make the first down. It's just the play calling was atrocious as we got through the game. The first, the first—I mean, the team. Didn't look bad, but defense still gave up, what, 17 points in the last quarter? Yeah, it was it was, it was bad. I mean, there was a point where, you know, you, you thought to yourself this was this game was in hand, and then all of a sudden it couldn't have been further from the truth. Coaching well, most certainly is, is, is the frustrating part. What do you think about the future of the Bears, like in the direction that they're headed? What do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you here. I have a couple of thoughts here. They need to make a decision on – going to Arlington Heights or not. Go, go. It's a great idea. There's lots of land out there, great transportation out there. Um, uh, get that thing done. That would be a, a big plus. And also would maybe even give the um, 
incentive to the McCaskies to possibly sell the team because the longest tenure of a coach for the Bears is obviously the old man, George Hallis. Yeah. After that, check it. I think Ditka might be the longest tenured head coach um, after the old man died. And he was only here, he was only in nine years, I say. And uh, they've made some really bad upper management choices. Uh, I hope the last two are good, Ryan Poles and the uh, and Kevin Warren. I hope, I hope that that's the future, and that's going to be good. But I'll tell you what, I'm just getting tired of my son. He's getting rid of. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I, I hate looking at my daughter-in-law in her face as she smirks every time the well, Bears lose. Well, <laughs> well it, 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 she says to me. She goes because I we've we've watched games together and the whole family and they they want to know why I'm so pessimistic and my son is too I mean he grew up here he understands and um, I said yesterday I said Emma I said do you understand now why I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop <laughs> it happens a lot here in Chicago yeah. and it it tends to have to do with I mean. The White Sox and the Bears need to go in another direction, management-wise. And um, I'd be a much happier fan. Listen, I'm a fan because I'm a fan. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hop on a bandwagon. Listen, I remember the days when it was I came home on a Sunday because uh, I was a hockey player, and I have a game on a Sunday afternoon. I come home and I say to my my brother, I'm like, okay, I know the Bears didn't win. I said, but how many yards did Walter get today? Um, to get to see a player like Walter Payton, thank God he got a world, he got a, a world championship. Didn't get to score a touchdown, but he got to play in on a on a championship team. But we've got to see some of the greatest players in the world play here. Yeah, in Chicago. And, 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 it's, and it and it's unfortunate that that you know, and that's why though I would say uh, Rogers. That's why we. That's why we. Um, Always hold our, our our guys to a very high standard. We don't allow Justin Fields to come in and and say, "Hey, buddy, your ceiling's mediocrity, and we cannot wait for you to hit it." No, that's not what we do in Chicago. We love you. We praise you. We buy your jerseys, and I, I talk about this often. People ask me, they like, "Why do? Why is it? Why does this happen to so many?" And it's not just Bears. Pick pick your sport. Look at Laurie Markkinen. Not that, you know, he was going to be some amazing player, but a lot of people, think about every guy you you know that plays for a different team that leaves Chicago. What do they want to do immediately? Dollar in the bucket, talking about the Bulls. Derek Jones Jr., when they played the uh, Dallas Mavericks, that boy came out smacked like five threes. Troy Brown, when he played for the Lakers last year, f- smacking five threes. Laurie Markkinen wants to do everything. Jimmy Butler still wants to hit everything. It's like, Guys leave these teams and, and the, the Chicago market, and they want to prove that they weren't handled correctly. I'm better than what I showed, and you guys gave up on me, or whatever the case might be. But what ultimately ends up happening, and this is the point that I'm really trying to make, is that we as a fan base, we lift these guys up. I'm talking about Chicago specifically, right? Remember, we're not LA or New York. We don't have actors walking around and you know famous singers a part of our you know everyday life so our superstars our celebrities 
are the athletes. Our 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 celebrities are, you know, Jim Rose from ABC Seven, right? Mark G and Greco. Names that, that 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 live in infamy because this is what we do in Chicago. These are our people. Tom Skilling, right? And so when we get an athlete, that's what we do. You're Jordan now. Sorry, Justin Fields, you're Walter Payton. I didn't put the label on you, but that's what it is. This is Chicago. Tremaine Edmonds, guess what? You're Mike Singletary now. You are held to that standard. Montez Sweat, you have to be Richard Dent. Or like that's because that's what we're that's what we're lifting you up to be. That's the standard we're holding you to. And more often than not, right? Because what happens? People start feeling themselves. Damn, I'm the man. I'm Richard Dent. I'm hey, it's me. I'm Walter Payton. I'm the man. I'm Michael Jordan. And then when they don't live up to the expectation, like a Patrick Williams, right? Or like a Justin Fields, we we tear them down just a little bit to the point we run them out of town. And then they have a chip on their shoulder when they come back to Chicago. It's like we do it to ourselves, but but I love that I love it that way. I don't want to sugarcoat and baby you to the finish line. No. I think you're great. Bears drafted you. I think you're great. Show me you're great. Because that's what we need to do in this sport. And that's where the Bears are at right now. But some people would say it takes a little bit of coaching. Some people would say it needs a little bit, a little bit more of some other things. But I do think the Bears are headed in the right direction. What do you think? 312 644 Let's go to let's go to James out in Moni. James, what were you, what was your takeaway from this game? Hey Gabe, I want to tell you, uh, I listen to you all the time. First of all, and I heard you over the weekend, and uh, you represented real well. But um, I wanted to say this to you: I never really heard your take on what plan. I heard bits and pieces of it, but I'm going to say the direct opposite of dude, and maybe I won't spark an argument. <laughs> I agree with you. I remember, and you could tell me if I'm wrong. Didn't they do the same thing with Steve Young and Joe Montana? Weren't they on the same team for a while? Yep, and yep. One wound up getting traded or whatever. Both of them wound up going to the Hall of Fame. Am I correct? You're absolutely right. Kansas City Chiefs got Joe Montana. Yeah, I was just wanted to make sure if I had that right or not. So it's been done before. So I, I think you're definitely right because we definitely need to stock up the line. And I'm honest. And uh, I'm a big Justin Fields fan, but the truth serum came out when you said, did you feel a little nervous? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I went, right? Right, though? Right? I was, like, I was like, oh, damn, I hope he does this. <laughs> you know you were nervous. <laughs> you know you were nervous. I was nervous. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm sitting at, at, at a bar in Mundelein with Corey Wooten for the Fox 32. I was supposed to go on TV and talk about And I'm nervous more than the people that were there. I'm a real Bears fan. I'm real nervous. You sounded like the preacher then. I had to say, yeah, yes, yes I was. But um, my, my point is, and I want to hear your take on it, yeah. I think the linebacker play was really poor in those last two series. They weren't clamping down on sure tackles. I think a couple of sure tackles would have got us out of there. And then also, they were letting those guys get to the out-of-bounds, stopping the clock, and they didn't have no timeouts. I think that hurt us a lot. And, of course, they was getting gassed for great big runs. I mean, you could have drove semis up them holes. So, yeah. I think the line, if I look at the game, 
as a old school player, I think the linebackers had a whole lot to do with uh, not stopping them, as well as other aspects of the game. But it was a whole team loss, like you say. Being honest, everybody from the conservative play calling to everything else. I just wanted to hear your take. I mean, you're around these guys a yeah. lot and a lot of pro athletes, and you're real humble. But Thank when you. I heard you talk about your approach, that's what I would do. I don't. I like the guy from Washington too, though. I ain't heard nobody. Oh, Michael Penix is nice. The lefty. Michael yeah, Penix Jr. Like is nice. Yeah. He's but a game. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. I would do one of them two guys and, and, and stockpile and give me some more people, right. tackles, offense, defense, and, and be honest with you, everybody. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. We need more people. The Bears need more players. The Bears need more people on this thing. So so stacking up draft capital is just smart. And I appreciate the call, man. Uh, let me let me address some of the things that you touched on, and specifically the linebacker core. I mean, first of all, I mean we gotta we, before we even try to knock them for the last two series, we'd have to praise them for the job they did in the first three quarters, right? Tremaine Edmonds getting the interception and having a pass deflection. You got T.J. Edwards with the interception, right? Um, you got uh, Sanborn. Jack Sanborn with the sack and in in, in getting back there, right? He's a gamer. So, I mean, all three of your linebackers had, you know, good moments, but but doesn't take away your point, which is you're not wrapping up in the fourth quarter. You're not, you know, you're letting guys get to the, to the outside easily, right? And you're in that cover two and that basic prevent, and it's a lot of ground to cover. Especially when you know your 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 front four aren't generating as much pressure as they were, you know, throughout the first three quarters, and uh, it's tough. But I I wouldn't I, I would say probably the linebacking group did a they did a, I thought they did a great job, but I would have to go back to specifically look at them in those last couple of series um, to be clear, just so that that way I could give a fair assessment because all I'm doing is comparing the first three quarters versus the last quarter. Um, but I was I was extremely happy with what they did uh, as a group. But the defense as a whole, 17 in the fourth quarter, I mean, and that's the worst part about it, right? You give up 14 in the second, 17 in the fourth. It's like how you finish halves really define your game. And so when you, you know, allow them to come through like that. I mean, it's just, it was painful. It was painful to watch. I think you, we, you know what I think happened? It seems like they were bending for the better part of three quarters. They unfortunately broke late. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they didn't have to. I think that's the unfortunate part about the game is that they were bending, but they didn't need to break. They, some, if you're bending, sometimes you got to give a little bit of force back, right? You know, like you got to, you know what I'm saying? You need a little bounce back. And the Bears didn't have that. They continued to allow Detroit to put that pressure on them instead of really imposing their will. But that's when it comes down to identity, too. We talk about this. What's your identity? Is it a passive, give the ball to Khalil Herbert up the middle two times in a row <laughs> to, to, to ensure that they waste your timeouts? Is that your identity? Then if that's your identity, then then you have to you have to to live by that and die by that. And that's my thought there, Gabe. Do you think it was more so of a coaching thing for them breaking late, or do you think it was just a player thing? They just simply weren't executing like late in the first half. They outplayed Detroit. Detroit yeah. comes out with the lead. I think I think ultimately, right, 
what we know about this Bears team is that they don't know how to win. Right? I think it's fair, right? When you're talking about majority of NFL games that come down to the last drive, you have to know how to win. You have to be, it's like anything in life, right? The more you do it, the more prepared you are to win in different ways. And if you're not, <laughs> then you're going to fall and crumble like you just did. So again, you, 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 if this is a team that we really can look at and say there's growth here or growth to be had, then you can point to this game and be like, all right, next year they don't do this. Right. Next year they hold on to that lead. Right. So last year it was, so two years ago it was complete embarrassment. Last year it was, there's embarrassment or there's not as much embarrassment. You're losing, but at least you're close. This season it's like we're winning, but we can't hold on to the lead. And then next year it's, we got the lead and now we're coming for that ass. And we are not letting go. Like we are going to kick you and make sure you're down. That's what we hope. As Bears fans, that's the only thing we really can hold on to. Right, let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez here on the Plumbers 911 Football Monday. Let's go out to Derek and Crown Point. Derek, so what was the most disappointing thing for you in this game? Uh, the collapse, pretty much. <laughs> and if Eberflus being uh, – he's taking – uh, control over the defense, that, that's on his shoulders to collapse, I think. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, he is in charge of the defense there. Do you feel like any of it's on the offensive side or just the defensive side? Well, the offense was lackluster at the end, but that's really – I want to start off, Gabe, by saying, hey, man, I love you. I, I love the time that you put in as a scorer. And I'm glad to catch you now instead of Jr. on the syndicated <laughs> CBS network. No it's, it's good to talk. To, it's it's good to talk to a local late at night. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. It's so, funny doing these overnight shows because they are kind of a drag. Let's be honest. Who wants to be up from twelve to five, right? But but no, I, but we do yeah, it. We, I, I do it because props. I, yeah, props I, I love you, I love six seventy to score. But more so than anything else, I really do genuinely like being a sounding board for because people are like, oh, dude, how do you do it? And I'm like, bro. People call in, and I just – I'm talking Bears with them like they're my boys. Like, we're really having a conversation yeah. about the Bears just talking. And so it actually gives me energy. But I, you know how many people say that thing about – and I feel bad for this guy, RG. I don't know who he is. But I feel bad because everyone always says the same thing. But this is Chicago, right? Like, we deserve yeah. this after a Bears game to be able to uh, talk to people. So that's yeah. why I do it, man, to be we've, very clear. We've drawn our sorrows and beers all night, and we're still <laughs> yeah. not over it. Right, right, but, right. But um, – but, uh, well, you were talking about the uh, um, what we should do moving on. Yeah. You you want to draft another quarterback? Yes, absolutely. Okay, but why not solidify the O line and D line like you want to, like you agreed to that? Um, and we still have Justin for what another year, right? Yeah, but what happens if he doesn't work out in that scenario? In the scenario where you don't draft a quarterback, Trent, Trent Dilfer. Okay, bro. Trent Dilfer. Okay. They won. Okay, bro. I know. I know that's. I know that's like a one-time, one-shot. No, no, no. I understand. I, I understand. That's the. That's the. That's the positive outcome, right? Like you're like you're banking on it happening a hundred percent, though, right? You're saying Justin Fields will be that and can be that and can do that. Like <clears throat> you're you're leaving no room for error there. No, he's no, he's way better than Trent Dilfer. Is what I'm saying. Right, right, but I, what I'm saying is... And they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but that, that, that's what I'm saying. You're holding true for Justin Fields being the guy. 
and you have zero contingency plan. If he gets hurt, if anything happens, like you have no backup plan because you've done that. And my Bage, my biggest issue, my biggest Bage issue, Derek, is better than Dilfer. Bajent is better than Dilfer. Okay, but Bajent's <laughs> not going to win your Super Bowl if that's what you're trying to say. But my thing is this: l- let's let's go to the Green Bay Packers. Okay. One thing the Bears have envied about the Green Bay Packers over the last twenty some years is the fact that they've had someone waiting in the wings that is capable of taking the franchise the keys to the franchise and continuing on that legacy. Why? Because they've had someone that's been underneath someone else, right? Like a Favre and then a then a Rogers. And then everyone was pooping bricks about Jordan Love, wondering whether or not he was going to be that dude. And if like why would so 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 I look at that, right? And then I look at having the first pick in the draft two years in a row. And if you're trying mm-hmm. to change your franchise, right? You sh- especially a franchise that doesn't have a great quarterback. If you're trying to change your franchise and you're telling me on two, which would never happen again, two years in a row you have the number one pick, and in neither of those years did you select a quarterback, and and like that just that that sounds foolish to me, right? It just doesn't sound right in the grand scheme of football. No, and how it, right. It, so that's it why I take it right. But look to your point, I, I want to be very clear. That's why I said if the Bears end up with the number one pick, so many people are going to want Caleb Williams, and I don't mind it. I still want Justin Fields to be the starting quarterback because I still want him to have the opportunity to to be a guy that can take you to the Super Bowl, right? But I want to have a backup plan, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's okay to be like, if Justin Fields succeeds, we win the Super Bowl, everybody's happy, and we can trade that pick or that draft pick somewhere else to get some assets then. Or if Justin Fields doesn't work out, well, then I got somebody else that at least I can punch, plug in, and I don't have to get some journeyman quarterback like Derek Carr. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, 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 but why go all in so early again? We need, we have so many more needs. This is a process. This this wasn't going to be a one year, one year build up. You know, like a one year fix all. Like Paul said, like he's he he's building. He's he's doing things right. Yeah. Okay. He not did not hire the right coaches. Like that's his downfall <laughs> for sure. But <laughs> that's a whole another 10 minute segment. Um, but they, they need to dread. I don't, yeah, I don't think you want them to show up the lines. I don't, I don't and I, under, yeah, and you yeah. want them to show up the lines and, and I understand that. And I think yeah. that that's, that's important for them to do, but I think there's different ways that you can go about doing that. You gotta, you gotta add depth. You gotta get there, but it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I think we're all going to be anticipating um, some, 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 something, because Ryan Paul is definitely loves to stir the pot, Derek. I appreciate the call, man. Uh, thanks for calling in. And and those are the, the, like, I want to be clear. I, I'm trying to accomplish both of those things. I'm trying to get a, a a backup quarterback that's better than Tyson Bajan. There's nothing wrong with that. And and someone that could that that's better than Tyson Bajan that could potentially, in the event, like in a case of emergency, break glass. Then maybe be a, a a a franchise quarterback as well, while at the same time showing up the offensive and defensive line. All right, let's take a break. But then I want to take some more phone calls. I'm not stopping. I'm taking phone calls all night, all the way to five a.m. Because uh, that's what we're doing, chatting amongst friends. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Thoughts on this Bears game? Bears lose to the Detroit Lions thirty one twenty six. It hit the overhits. Bears cover. Uh, hopefully you made some money, but I want to uh, hear what your thoughts were on the game. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez. 
overnight right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, yeah, I think, you know, overall, I think we did a good job playing complimentary football. I think the defense did a good job in the first half with the uh, takeaways. And I, I think the offense did a good job of, you know, pushing the ball downfield, um, you know, controlling the ball uh, long, like 14 play drives, long, long play drives. So um, I think, you know, overall we did good. I think um, where we got to get better at is just the situations. I think, um, you know, of course, the two minute before the half, that was big. And of course, the two minute at the end of the game. And then, you know, when, you know, offense, when we need a big play, we got to, you know, hunker down and make those big plays. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, um, it really just comes down to you know, those two drives and a few other plays mixed, mixed into there. So. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. That was Justin Fields talking about the ineptitude of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I mean, he really called out what, if like you read between the lines there, he really called out the defense. It's like, yo, the end of the halves. The last two possessions for the Detroit Lions in the second quarter. Touchdown, touchdown. Last two drives for the Detroit Lions at the end of the fourth quarter. Touchdown, touchdown. That's rough. That is rough. You're playing a whole good-ass first quarter and and a first half of the second quarter, and then the last two drives you give up two touchdowns, and then to end the game you do the same? Goose egg in the third, and then you let them come down and score. Woo! I'd be pissed. I asked Corey Wooten. <clears throat> I asked him, I said, uh, Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear, we do the Bears post game together. And I asked him, I said, would you be pissed if you had you created three turnovers and your offense didn't put up any points at the end of it? Or, you know, because it wasn't necessarily Justin's fault, right? Just like some, like, would you be? And he was like, yeah, I'd be pissed. <laughs> He's like, I'd be pissed. I went and got three interceptions, and, and, and you only got 10 points off of that? It's like, not enough. He really thought the Bears should have been up, you know, 21-10 at, in certain moments, but or 21-7 or whatever it was. Ah, 
We all feel the same, though. We have a little bit of frustration. We have still a little optimism in our heart of hearts, uh, but we feel like we know the answers or what we we would like to change for the Chicago Bears team. But what is that for you? 312-644-6767. You could text in. You can call in. We got a couple lines still open. Uh, But let's jump back out to the phone lines, man. Let's have these conversations. Let's go to uh, Sean in Oak Lawn. Sean, what do you think about this uh, this offense of the Chicago Bears? You know, Gabe, I, I, I really think they did uh, really well in the first half. And then once that, like, that interception play that didn't count and knocked out the center, I, I, I really think that they lost their ability to go side to side, which was, you know, what what – you know, we all have been saying all year that we need Justin to be able to, like, slide the pocket. And I think once they brought in this new dude at center and he couldn't figure, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, the, the guy, he looked like somebody, though, that I would want to have my back in a dark alley, Dan Feeney. He, he certainly yeah, yeah, <laughs> looked like a bad not guy. to slide the pocket to try to your your, your franchise quarterback Yeah, a lot. I mean, and it was it, it, the frustrating thing, uh, Sean, is just about the center play as a whole, right? In the first drive of the game, you saw this bad snap to Justin Fields, and you thought to yourself immediately, like, man, what the hell, man? No other team is dealing with this on a weekend and week out basis. And here we are with Justin Fields, and he can't get a damn clean snap so he can do his job properly. Like, can everybody just do their job properly, you know? And then they couldn't get the, the, the snap count right. and you see Justin come. I thought it was on two. Or I thought it was on one. And it's like, what? Who are? What are we? The three Stooges in this instance? Like, let's get it together, bro. This is a professional football team. Center position. Guess what? Learn the count. I I, I don't want to say that it's that easy, right? But when it comes to snapping the ball, learn the count and put it in his chest. Like, but Gabe, big Gabe, can I can I just say, what about the 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 chance that dude got like like cleaned? He got his clock cleaned and a play that didn't count. It was like, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, Lucas Patrick. Yeah. yeah, Lucas Patrick got hit, had to get out. That's why Dan Feeney came in the game. Yeah, so, so if Patrick would have stayed in, I'll bet you the Bears would have won the game. Okay, that's that's far-fetched right there because the, he didn't he doesn't play defense. <laughs> and So he wouldn't have had nothing to do with those two touchdowns that the defense gave up. But I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying that, that the, the play just needs to be better. Right? I think we all were frustrated watching that happen. Like false starts, right? Because the snap's not going off right. You know, delay of games way too often. The, 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 the play clock was winding down and getting too close to one where it became frustrating, right? Where you're like, come on. We're so close to playing a good game and walking out victorious. And we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Like game flow matters. Right? Momentum matters. And Justin Fields is certainly a guy that needs that positivity because the second that he sees something negative, you know, it just takes away from him a little bit. Look how he sounded in that clip we just played. Like, Justin Fields is out there doing bachata on the sidelines, damn near. He was out there doing a little little salsa, you know, doing a little, uh, who am I thinking of? Victor Cruz. Got the first down. I thought they were going to call the playback. The flag ended up being on the defense. Bears get the first down. Like, imagine this press conference if the Bears would have won. Yeah, you know what? I just felt really good out there. I'm back, baby. We had a great game plan. 
executed all three. Like, it would have been a... And instead, it ended up being the exact opposite. He sounds like a mumble rapper out there. <laughs> Disappointed and sad. A, a sad teenage boy. He's like, hey, why did you do that? Like, I, don't, I don't know, man. I just did it. Sorry, about, sorry, Pops. Let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. We have a whole slew of guests to take care of you. Uh, regardless of what time you're waking up or waking back up or whatever that might look like for you. DJ Moore, 8 o'clock with Mully and Haw. You got uh, Jalen Johnson, 5 o'clock with Parkins and Spiegel. You got Dan Weederer, 12 p.m. with Bernstein and Holmes. And then Olin Cruz back with Mully and Haw as well at 7. It's going to be a great show. Uh, but it begins with us. We're the ones that are, that are while everybody's sleeping all nice, we're the ones that are up complaining about the Bears. We're the real Bears fans. Let's talk to another one. Calvin out in Hyde Park. Calvin, talk to me about your thoughts on Justin Fields, man. I need to hear this. How you doing? Um, listen, I got a question. Um, sure. What was the problem with um, Justin Fields dancing? Nothing. Oh, my God, I loved it. Because wait, well, no, I'm, wait. I'm referring to the um, a caller that complained about Justin Fields dancing and saying that he'll never be a number one. Oh, okay. He can be a number two. And this is today's NFL. On teams, you see players celebrating after an interception, running in, into the end zone. This is today's NFL. You're, you're, you know, Kevin. he goes back to talking about Walter Payton wouldn't do this. You know, we, we got these old guys to call up complaining. He sounded like a get off my lawn guy. I know exactly what you're talking about. John from Las Vegas. And I did. I know. You know what? I'm glad you called in, Calvin, because I didn't get a chance to give that guy a rebuttal for that mark in particular. But you're 100 percent right. I think most people would agree with you that it's 2023. That's what everybody does. You hit a homer and you throw the bat. You get a touchdown. You go you get an interception. You run to the camera like. It's what you do now, right? It's part of the game now. That's right. And another another thing is um, when Justin Field was, well, with Ohio State, Justin Field has the second highest completion rate Mm -hmm. in the history at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Now, when the Bears brought Justin Fields here, what did he have the first year? No wide receivers. He plays at uh, half of a season. They just threw him in there. He had like less than three seconds to, to do anything with the ball. The second year, Poe stripped the team. First and second year, you know, no grade A players. Everybody was gone. And then now, are you listening coach, to your, Calvin? Got, are you li- Calvin, are you listening to yourself, bro? You take you, you got some Obama pauses in the in this the speech you're giving me right now. Sometimes people, when they listen oh. to themselves, they can't. You know, what I'm saying they're listening to themselves, and the, you know, because I hear you're making a great point, but I just I want to oh, make well, sure. I'm, you, I'm sorry about that. No, I'm no, no. I got you. That. I got you. I got you. I want to hear you. That's why. Yeah, it's just that uh, we get too many complaints about. Um, feels 
And when you look at the quarterbacks that came in the same year that Justin came in, who really had a good year. I think you're bringing up a great point. And, and Calvin, I want to be very clear because you're looking at a guy like, go, go look at like Bryce Young. Go look at Bryce Young. And when you look at who he's throwing the ball to, Adam Thielen. Like Adam Thielen was a third-wide receiver on, on Minnesota when he was good. And now you ask him to be a number one, and he's like, I don't know how old he is, but I'm jokingly saying 40. 33. He's 33? All right, that's, listen, you cannot run as fast as you did when you were 25, when you're 33. I know Tyler Ferengal, you're still 19. But when you get older, you'll realize whatever you're, whatever, right now, unless you go work out crazy, right now is the best, you know, you're in your best shape window, my friend. Even though you think right now, you're like, nah, I'm not, you could still run, jump, everything's knees feel good. But at 33, you know, got a little couple creaks in there. You know what I'm saying? So without going too far on that tangent, to co-sign what Calvin was saying, I think we can look back at Justin Fields' first couple years, those that, you know, didn't necessarily knock the talent as much and was like, man, Justin, why aren't you doing your job? Like, you can look back now and be like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, you need talented receivers to go get the ball, right? That play that DJ Moore had on third and 12, where he caught the ball, got grabbed by the leg, gets out of it, and then trucks somebody else to get the that might have been one of the best, even though it was a 13-yard gain, that might have been one of the best plays I've ever seen a wide receiver make. That's why Ryan Poles makes that trade. 100%. You have to. But I don't think, I mean, like, and I'm not talking about a catch. I'm just talking about an overall play by a wide receiver. That's tough. To get out of the grasp of a, I think it was a linebacker that had him there, and then to truck a couple of DBs at the same time, and you're, and you're a stud wide receiver and you're doing that? I think the most impressive part of that play was he, it wasn't like he was already close to the markers. Right. He got out of the tackle and ran another like five four, to six yeah, like yards. Four or five yards to get the first down. Unreal. It was third and 12. But what I loved about that, right, was it felt very much like Justin understood, hey, you know what? Sometimes I just got to throw it to DJ Moore. Sometimes I got to give it to him. Hey, because it felt like one of those moments where he threw it to DJ Moore and he was like, hey, I threw it to DJ Moore. But then DJ Moore like got out of the tackle and got a first down, and it was like, "Damn, that's why I threw it to DJ Moore." <laughs> it was like I, I that one got me so hyped, man. DJ Moore, I love him. Speaking of him, can you believe that this past game was the first game he's had a touchdown since his breakout game against Washington on Thursday no, that night? That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. Well, because just yeah, Justin Fields has only played what one other game after that game. Yeah, but the Bears' offense is you know. Tough. It's not. It's not one that leans on one player. So that's the. We're, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But I'm glad that he had the third and twelve conversion because that was just beautiful. That was great football to watch. For people that like, that think soccer's boring, and then they're like, you know, the score is you know whatever two nothing or something like that. And I try to tell people there's beauty within the game, the same way there's beauty within the football game. You know, without scores, there's beauty in there. That was beautiful. I could watch that play 10 times in a row. Uh, all right, let's go back. Man, let me take a second and read some text messages, man, because I feel like I'm neglecting the text line. And sometimes people are nice. Sometimes they're rude. Gabe, who led the Bears in tackles? I feel like I get this text message every week. Um, I think Tremaine Edmonds was one short of TJ Edwards. 
who, let me see here. Total tackles. Yeah, TJ Edwards had nine, and Tremaine Edmonds had eight. So both both linebackers getting busy. TJ Edwards, you know he's like top three in tackles in the NFL, which is crazy. He's been top two for a while now. And, and remember, he left the game, and he still led the team yeah, in tackles. That was a tough one. I thought he was going to get out. Um, yeah, he left the game for a little bit. That's right. But he he's he's having a hell of a season. That that interception surely helps him out in, the, in that instance. Only six million a year. Hey, steal. Shout out to Roquan. Um, Sean from Oakland here. I feel like you missed my point. Oh, man, I forgot what your point was. Uh, let's see. JR is actually cool down to earth. Dude, I think you'd like him. Um, I, I feel like I might have heard him, but I just haven't heard him enough. Like, I'm not awake at this time too often. Uh, from seven to eight says, Gabe, which special, which team's special teams play better, the Lions or the Bears? Uh, Cairo Santos is a machine. I am extremely, I mean, like, when he was knocking those down, I just felt so good. So, you know, he went four for four. You know, they didn't have any field goals. Trent Taylor's been decent on returns this year, too. Yeah, he makes me feel comfortable. It's like Ryan Paul said. I love, I love knowing that if there's a punt, I could just go get a glass of water and know that the ball's going to be secured. As opposed to some other instances. <clears throat> Valus Jones. Hey, I didn't want to say his name. Um, let's see. So special teams as a whole, I think I would say the Bears just based off that. Bears didn't let up any touchdowns, so that's good. Um, the punting was all right, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I would say the Bears because just because of the field goal uh, unit there. Uh let's see here. Let me go a couple more down. Uh Gabe for all the callers calling the fire, any or all the coaches. I'd love to know who they think will coach this team the rest of the season. Well, someone said Andrew Jadoko, the quarterback coach, the young guy. He's like 35. But it was more so to be like, hey, you could have the same playbook, but you get to call, you know, the plays on. But this ain't no internship, bro. You can't just be just handing the, the keys off uh, like that. So that is a great point, Drew, that, you know, you who's going to who's gonna do that? 708 Gabe, I predict the Bears will go 3-3 three and three in the final seven games. Do you final six games um it's very possible because of the last three opponents right it's like atlanta arizona and green bay and atlanta man the thing with atlanta is like the afc or the nfc south is terrible so they like are still in the thick of it and so they might be playing with some pride there um they're such a week-to-week team there's right you just don't know what you're gonna get but like if we can contain a b john robinson and the Tyler Algier, then you know, yeah, you might be all right because their passing game isn't the best. And then the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, they got Kyler Murray back. So if they shut him down, then yeah, we could win. But Kyler Murray, <laughs> he's looked pretty decent <laughs> these last good. two games. He's really good. Lost to the Texans, but that's what, and that's what CJ Stroud throwing three interceptions. But in the first half, CJ Stroud was just slicing and dicing. Two, 269 in the first half. Dude, it man. was nasty. Unbelievable. That it guy. was nasty. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they can, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, our last one before I go. I got two more before I go. Somebody says, does Gabe, question mark, handsome and young, question mark? Are you trying to flirt with me? I am handsome. Young? Ugh. Maybe like 10 years ago. Not anymore. 815, took a little nap. Mr. Gabe, I got up. I was so happy they were winning in the fourth quarter by a touchdown in the field goal. I can't believe they lost. <laughs> he woke up at the wrong Boy, time. He woke up at the wrong time, bro. That's got to be the worst. Ouch. You wake up and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> I thought the Bears were up. 
had a 98.8% chance to go ahead and take this the thing The fourth down. quarter is when you check out oh, and take a nap. God. Let's go to Melvin out in Chicago. We're taking your phone calls, 312-644-6767. Gabe Ramirez here on 670, the score. Uh, Melvin, so I have an issue with this draft pick you're about to say, but, but I'm curious to, as, to your, as to why you would prefer this guy in the draft. Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. I think he would be excellent with uh, D- DJ Moore uh, <clears throat> along with Justin Fields. I think that'll be pretty good for the Bears to have. I mean, without question, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a generational talent. That, like, no one can argue against that. But I mean, I look at I look at the Bears' receiving core right now, Melvin, and. A day like today where DJ Moore got nine targets. Justin Fields only threw the ball 23 times, right? He's going to be leaning on his legs. Um, and the next one the next one after him is Cole Komet with four. So I guess my one just concern with that, with drafting Marvin Harrison Jr., is just I just don't know if Justin Fields can get them both the ball enough times. Okay. So in the draft, do you think they should go for like an edge rusher? So I was talking about this a second ago, Melvin, where I, I, spoke to, I spoke to one of my good friends who's a college football expert. He owns you know, college football news, Pete Futek, and I tried to pick his brain like, yo, talk to me about the defenders in this draft because I know that's where the Bears still need improvement. And he was like, Gabe, at the top of the board, there is no Will Anderson. There is no Jalen Carter. There is no you know, Tyree, uh, what was his name, Tyree Stevens, Tyree, some Tyree. Like there's no, there's no guys like that at the top of the draft this year. So I think you got to focus on the offensive line. Braxton Jones is good, but if you have the opportunity to take your left tackle of the future, the guy that's going to anchor that offensive line for the next, you know, six to ten years, I think you have to take him. And so for me, it's I think you lean offensive there and, instead of defensive, and then maybe you, you spend some more money in the offseason to bring in a, a free agent on the defensive line. Okay, I got you. But still get depth. Let's be very clear. Let's be very clear, Melvin. Bears need a lot. So, I mean, they're still going to spend their second and third round picks on, you know, on the defensive line as well because you got to get better. You always, you constantly got to be getting better at positions. You need to create competition at these positions so that that way, you know, iron sharpens iron. There is no one, there's no one draft picks that fixes the Bears. There's no, man, if they get this defender, then they're straight. If they get this left tackle, then they're going to be good next year. If they just pick up Caleb Williams, then all is well. Like, that's not a reality. The reality is, like, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of different components, a lot of uh, gaps and voids that need to be filled. And it's a tough job, right? Let's be very clear. Like, we can complain about, you know, the hiring of the coach, the hiring of the offensive coordinator. You know, the, 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 it's just like we can pinpoint things, but it's hard. It's hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to get. 53 grown men to be playing well while you're being coached by another 30 of them. Like, that's a lot of people to be operating on the same page at a high level in order to to be better than the team that's on the opposite side of you that is literally doing the exact same thing. It's just tough. There's little margin for error there. I, I had a question about Marvin Harrison sure. Jr. because I'm very, very high on him as well. I feel like he's a generational talent. What you, question. Are you willing to pass up on a, on a generational talent like that if that means – 
taking a risk and going for a quarterback, say Caleb Williams or, or Drake May, which is seemingly like right now Caleb Williams is obviously viewed yeah. higher. You're yeah. willing to pass up a generational receiver talent. I, I think I think you have it's a it's a multi answer question, right? It's a two part or two part answer. I'm sorry. One is that if you look at what the biggest needs on the Chicago Bears, why receiver is like not even top three. You know what I'm saying? It's a need, but it's not high up. It's it's not it's not even top three, right? That's fair. So so again, so I, I just look at that and I say you'd be doing your team a disservice by going out and getting a wide receiver. You know what you would look like? You'd look like the Detroit Lions of like ten years ago, where you're out there drafting wide receivers as your eighth pick in the draft every year because you you think that's the answer. Right and like you're not you're not fixing your defense. You're not getting an offensive line from Matthew Stafford. You know you're not getting a running back for him. Like you're not doing the other things that you need to make the team be the best it could possibly be. So it's like Megatron wasting his career away in Detroit. It it'd be like if you had Megatron, right? Because you have DJ Moore and trying to go get another Megatron without Stafford. You understand what I'm saying? Without a guy that can put up four thousand yards. Because Justin Fields had 169 today, let's be very clear. So again, it's like, oh, if I had Justin Herbert, I go get Marvin Harrison. Regardless that I got Keenan Allen, I'm still gonna, like that makes more sense. But in this offense with this team, it's as clear as day. If you were going to stick with Justin Fields, you need your defense to be performing at a, at an astronomical level, right? You have to have one of the top defenses in the league if Justin Fields is going to be your quarterback. But again, up for debate. We get to chat, chat about it. 312-644-6767. I want to talk to you. I got three more hours left. I want to hear what you got to say about this Bears team, about Justin Fields, about the future of the Bears. It's Gabe Ramirez, live and local on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.